From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, November 22nd. Locals in need of a Thanksgiving meal can get one delivered to their doorstep again this year. Wabi Sabi's annual Thanksgiving dinner will return for its 18th year. When new director Leah Bear took the helm of the organization just a few months ago, she says it's the first thing people asked her about. I mean, that first week I started, I started getting phone calls about it, if it was going to happen this year. Um, and so just knowing the importance of it, um, I wanted to be a part of that and wanted to make sure that it continued. It's been three years since Wabi volunteers served a Thanksgiving dinner in person. Those holiday events were large, drawing up to 850 people. Scaling back is a pandemic precaution. Volunteers will be delivering dinners for those who might not get a special holiday meal otherwise. One of our partners called yesterday and asked if we could go to LaSalle. I mean, I have a feeling one of those 30 volunteers we have right now would be more than willing to. On Thanksgiving, volunteers will have 275 meals to deliver, all prepared by Canyon Steak and Waffle House. Because of a turkey shortage and staff turnover, the meal will be slightly non-traditional but Bear promises it will still be delicious. Lasagna, salad, bread, and a type of dessert. If anyone is in need of a meal or knows someone, please reach out to us. We do still have um, quite a few meals left to fulfill, and Thanksgiving's right around the corner. To request a meal, call Wabi Sabi at 435-259-3313 or email admin at wabisabimoab.org. The Utah Food Bank is responding to what it calls record levels of need for food assistance across the state. Alex Gonzalez with our partners at the Public News Service reports. Lingering economic effects of COVID-19 compounded by rising inflation are presenting challenges for many Utah families as winter arrives. Utah Food Bank President and CEO Jeanette Bott says this is shaping up to be a holiday season like no other as the clients they've served in the past are changing. Now we're seeing people that are coming to us for need for food who, one, have never asked before, two, have jobs and are pretty stable, and three, the inflation now is the issue that seems to be impacting those families they've never had to help before. Bot says it's important to mention the highest spike in need is typically seen during the summer months, when many Utah kids don't get to eat breakfast and lunch at school. She adds the need for assistance over the holiday season also seems to increase as families use the funds they would normally spend on food, on other things. Utah Food Bank distributed about 67 million pounds of food last year, or about 56 million meals. Bot says she appreciates the community support, and now more than ever, food banks need donations of food, voluntary time, or money. According to Bot, 97 cents of every dollar raised by the Utah Food Bank goes back into the community. When it comes to battling statewide hunger, she says needs are different, and there's no one solution. So we have to remember that not every single person who's hungry can be taken care of by one simple thing. It takes a multitude of tasks, of people, of donations, of time, and of compassion. While it's too early to say in the holiday season, if donations are down, Bot says inflation is also affecting the level at which donors can give. She encourages families who can donate to use this moment to teach their young ones about the importance of giving and paying it forward to others who are struggling. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. Colorado officials on Monday lowered the number of known injured in the Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs to 18, including 17 who have gunshot wounds. The death toll from the shooting at the LGBTQ club on Saturday night remains at five. 
Colorado Springs Police Chief Adrian Vasquez began a press conference Monday afternoon by naming the five people murdered on Saturday night, saying too often society loses track of the victims and all the talk of the suspect. We strive to give the victims the dignity and respect that they deserve, as well as shine the light of public attention on the victims. The five people killed were Kelly Loving, Daniel Aston, Derek Rump, Ashley Paw, and Raymond Green Vance. Colorado Springs Mayor John Southers said he spoke today with Richard Fierro, an Army veteran, who, along with another person, tackled and disarmed the shooter in the club. I have never encountered a person who had engaged in such heroic actions that was so humble about it. He simply said to me, I was trying to protect my family. District Attorney Michael Allen said Monday afternoon that formal charges have not yet been filed, but he said an arrest warrant has been written and submitted to a judge. That warrant is currently sealed. That is to protect the investigation, to make sure that we have a strong investigation, that we have the ability to proceed forward with a strong prosecution. At some point in the coming days, That seal will be lifted and the arrest warrant and PC affidavit will be available to the public and to the media. D.A. Allen added that if there is strong enough evidence to support charges of a bias-motivated crime, he will invoke them. It's important that if we have enough evidence to support bias-motivated crimes, to charge that. It's important for this community. It's important for the prosecution effort to show why something happened. And if there's enough evidence to support that in this case... When we get to the formal filing charges, we will absolutely be including those charges here as well. D.A. Allen added that any possible hate crime charges would not ultimately increase any potential sentencing. The Colorado Healing Fund, established in 2018 to help victims of mass tragedy crime, is accepting donations for victims and their families. Find out more at coloradohealingfund.org. In related news, about 60 community members from Glenwood Springs gathered for a vigil in the wake of the deadly shooting at Club Q. Janet Gordon is a local counselor who works with LGBTQ folks. She helped Aspen Out and PFLAG Roaring Fork Valley organize the vigil. Gordon says they wanted to give people a place to come together to acknowledge their shared frustration and grief. There's so much joy in safe spaces for people and especially, you know, the LGBTQAI plus community. It's so important for folks to have safe spaces and to find acceptance and to have that shattered. It's it's just heartbreaking. At the vigil, people held candles and there was a moment of silence before they opened it up for people to speak. Gordon says she's grateful that their new state representative came and spoke. She says there's a lot of marginalized communities under attack right now. And having the support of political leaders, as well as safe spaces, is more important than ever. Hate speech affects all of us. The homophobic, transphobic, anti-Semitic, racist rhetoric that is the, you know, talking points of so many politicians today is damaging. I see it with my clients. I see how they are damaged. 
by it and hurt by it. In spite of hate being spread, Gordon says she's also seen more resources, programs, and support networks popping up in local schools and organizations over the last 10 years. If someone is in crisis, she recommends reaching out to the Trevor Lifeline online or by calling 866-488-7386. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, November 22nd. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.